You are listening to the Special Needs Mom Podcast. This is Kara, your host, and I am so glad you're here. Before we get into this episode, I want you to know that Pathway to Peace, which is a group coaching program, is currently available to join. This program is built on three main pillars. First, coaching. It's the real powerhouse. It's what I do. It's what I love. Second, community. And if you've been around for a little bit more than a minute, you know how I feel about community and the power that it has to heal and change your life. And lastly, I have a library of content filled with resources, with modules, with lessons. We go way deeper than I can go in on the podcast. And these are available to you in a way that you can consume them in your busy life. This program would be a good fit for you if you've stabilized past the point of initial diagnosis and find yourself spending a little bit more than you'd like to in overwhelm. And you can't imagine how, given all the things in your life, you can have any sort of peace ever again. Through the program, you will gain the gift of acceptance. You will do the work to recover your spark. You'll leave the program with the tools and the confidence that you have what you need to have joy and peace part of your life once again. So it's time to change it up. I know you've been saying yes to everybody, especially serving with all your heart and everything you have to your child. Now it's time to say yes to you. Find the link in the show notes to get more information and for next steps. Hi, I'm Kara Riska, life coach, wife, and the mother of four incredible and unique kids. It wasn't all that long ago that my son received a diagnosis that had my world come crashing down. I completely lacked the ability to see past the circumstances, which felt impossible, and the dreams I once had for my life and family felt destroyed. Fast forward past many years of surviving and not at all thriving. And you'll see a mom who trusts that she can handle anything that comes her way and has access to the power and grace that once felt so completely lacking. I started the Special Needs Mom podcast to create connection and community with moms who find themselves up against what feels impossible. My intention is to spark the flare of possibility in your own life and rekindle the dreams that you hold impossible now. This isn't a podcast about your special needs child this is a podcast about you. If you're a mom who feels anxious, alone, or stuck, then you are in the right place. Welcome. Hello, and welcome back to the Special Needs Mom podcast. I have been hearing from more and more of you. I gotta say, you guys, it absolutely makes my day to interact with each of you who do reach out and to hear how meaningful, the conversations that I'm having individually, and then also with the guests that we have on are impacting you. So please continue reaching out. And if you haven't, please consider reaching out. And of course, I'm going to put in a shameless plug to spend three minutes, I think you can do in three minutes or less doing a review and rating the podcast. They make it a little less than obvious on how to do this on the app. But If you poke around on the show, you'll find it. And there's a little link that says write a review. And after that, it's pretty straightforward. 
So if you took a second to do that, I would be very, very grateful. How are you guys? I know for myself, I am in the messy middle of the coronavirus, meaning that it's been quite a while. This is now not new, but it also, for the point that we're at in California, we don't have a timeline for when my students, my children will go back to school. So it also feels very endless, very, very endless. So I know it's been demanding of myself to really take a step back and to really make sure I'm caring for myself, caring for my emotional needs, allowing myself space to process. That's been really important for me lately. And so I hope you're doing the same. This week's episode is going to be about self-love. Now, this all came on because of a several different conversations that I had, and it had me do a lot of thinking. It had me really a little bit upset about how people in my community related to self-love, and it just didn't settle well with me. It did not settle well that especially a part of my Christian communities. I'm Christian. And so naturally, a lot of the people in my community, especially my faith community, which is church, have the same spiritual beliefs. I've, I've sensed this has been a belief for a lot of people, but it wasn't until I had this conversation with one of my clients that it clarified, it put to words what I had been seeing for a lot of people. And as I share this with you, I hope it asks, I hope it causes you to reflect as well. So she was questioning herself about the idea of working with a coach because somebody was questioning her about being part of the self-love movement. Now, this wasn't a compliment for her. It was a really interesting question to me because I do see how mind-boggling it can be for us. I think there's this collapse of either love God or love self. And before I go on, I wanted, I did some Googling on self-love because I wanted to see how the thoughts that I had about it, how I could grow those and how I could understand more deeply the misconceptions that I was seeing out there. Because I was actually getting a very different message when I go out there and kind of go to the, I guess it's really kind of the coaching world where there's a lot more emphasis on loving yourself. It's a lot more accepted. The idea of loving yourself is praised. And then when I would go to the church, it was almost like it was blasphemy to love yourself. And so I was seeing this huge disconnect. And I was thinking, this doesn't really make sense. Like, why can't we love ourselves? It didn't make sense to me. And so one of the definitions I looked up was self-love is defined as love of self or regard for one's own happiness or advantage, has both been conceptualized by as a basic human necessity and as a moral flaw akin to vanity or selfishness, synonymous with conceit, conceitedness, egotism, etc. Interesting. So essentially, I think self-love is one of those words that has a different meaning to a lot of different people. So back to the concept of either love God or love self. This is a top-down approach. Self, then everybody else. That you have to put yourself 
in a higher position. So during some of my research on what's called the self-love movement, and this was actually particularly in critique of the movement, was that it will lead us to accept ourselves as we are, suppressing any need or desire to change. And I think this falls on the, the it falls on the assumption that we are morally corrupt and need a savior, which I would agree. However, I have it that also if we look in the mirror and hate the person that we see, that we're actually at war within ourselves. How can the love of God access us when we hold the keys to open up the light and love in? So if we look at ourselves and all we do is hate and condemn ourselves, I think that actually makes it impossible for us to receive the love that is available. Now, why is this the conversation that I'm bringing to the Special Needs Mom podcast? Well, self-love, I think, is so critical because if we cannot love ourselves as imperfect as we are, how on earth will we love these kids that ask us extra when it comes to loving them for who they are versus what we expected them to be? Now, with the idea, when we accept who we are, flaws and shortcomings and all, we accept that we are lovable, again, not because we are cute and cuddly and perfectly behaved, but because we are created human. We are free to venture out because of this confidence we have that we are loved. That is the condition that we are. This is my belief. And if you're not coming to this podcast with a faith background, then this may not resonate as much for you. But I invite you to still consider the condition that you consider that you have. Is the condition that you have loved, worthy? And not worthy because you're really, really good. Worthy because you're human. And you were made to be loved. And that's what makes you worthy. It's a little bit cyclical there. But that's what I invite you to consider. I think one of the confusions with self-love is what I said a little bit earlier. That it's akin to vanity or conceit or even egotism. It's thinking highly of ourselves. And when we think highly of ourselves, there's also a lower right? So there's a hierarchical nature there. If we're thinking highly of ourselves, we're putting ourselves above others and God might fall somewhere in that spectrum. There's a comparative thinking that isn't helpful. It's putting self above others. I want you to consider there's room for everybody at this table. There's no limitations like that. It's not like a pie where we get to cut out a little bit of love for self, a little bit of love for God, and then the rest for everybody else. That's not how this works. So a lot of self-love and how your relationship is with yourself is going to be exposed with how you think about yourself when you look at yourself. A lot of this does come down to do, like have to do with our bodies and how we relate to our bodies. It's a really good way, a litmus test. 
And self-regulation. So it's so interesting. I've talked before about the connection between mind, body, spirit. It's all so intertangled in a good way. And so self-regulation, which is our ability to regulate the experiences that we're having with our, in our body, they actually, our feelings, remember, are experiencing in our body. They're caused by our thinking, so our mind. And then we experience them in our body and they're regulated through our body. So it depends on having a friendly relationship with your body. If our insides are a hostile environment, then we only can then regulate externally, going outside of our own bodies, our own self, for things like medication, which are not bad. None of this is I'm saying is bad. Just saying that this is maybe the result of not being able to regulate inside your body. Drug or alcohol, seeking constant reassurance, being compulsively compliant so that everything else around you stays okay. And of course, we just medicate to change how we're experiencing things in our body, how we feel. When you look in the mirror, do you love the person that you see? Can you say, I love that woman. I accept her. What do you think about your own body? Do you hate it? Do you critique it every time you see it? And like I said earlier, if you hate your own body and are at war within yourself, how can you be loved by anybody, especially by God? How is he going to access loving you if you hold the keys to open up, to be loved? I think oftentimes when we hate our own bodies, we're looking in the mirror and saying, I'm not who I want to be, or I'm not who I should be, or I'm not who they think I am. So it's like we're constantly hiding. So if you can look in the mirror and have a self-assessment that doesn't condemn you as being not enough, but actually holds you with cherishing love, maybe with pleasure, with acceptance. I think that would open up so much. You can ask yourself some questions. What is good about you? What do you love about yourself? And I actually have a little activity. It's super small, super simple, and super powerful. What if you wrote five things you love about yourself on a card, on a piece of paper, on anything. The act of actually speaking them, and then I'll invite you actually to share them, maybe with a friend or even email me. I would love to hear what you have to say. I actually have a little gift that I'll give you if you do have the courage to do that. But I, regardless of who you decide to share it with, I invite you to write them, to not just think them, but actually to put them on paper, allowing yourself to acknowledge the realness of them. What if you related to yourself as somebody that doesn't need to change at all? You can move towards who you are and 
bringing in my faith, recognizing that Jesus moved toward us where we are. He didn't ask us to change before he came to us. He, we were loved. That is our condition. And I think that's so powerful because then as I turn this to actually who we are as moms, I think loving ourselves this way makes it possible for us to love these children in the way that I know we want to. And as I speak with you, I know that a lot of us struggle with the feelings, with the difficult things that we think about when it comes to our kids, the unspeakable, the things that we think no mother should ever think about their child. Well, guess what? If you're thinking those thoughts, you're not alone. This is something I'm hearing over and over again. And even if you're thinking those thoughts, you're still entirely worthy of being loved. And I believe that as you accept that love more and more and more, the condition of being loved, not because you're doing this so great, because you're probably not, but because that just is, that's your foundation. And I believe that that's the foundation to loving these kids unconditionally, whether they can walk or not, whether they can eat or not, whether they're poking holes in our house, whether they're hitting us, whether they're teaching our three-year-old to flip people off, which just happened this weekend. (laughs) Her little finger was so cute when when it flipped me off. Um, Okay, that's definitely not part of the script. I know I jumped around a lot in this episode, and I know right now I'm very tempted to like scrap it and just to re-record and to like come off a little bit more polished with my thoughts together. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to allow this just to be the sloppy episode that maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't that sloppy. I'm, allow, I'm going to allow this just to be the perfect episode for this week. And actually, I thought it was kind of cute. Like, oh, let's talk about self-love because Valentine's Day is next weekend. Hey, maybe we could use this as an opportunity to like really love ourselves. And of course, I know the idea of Valentine's Day is is. I mean, I don't really exactly know what it even means anymore, but I think it's fun. There's a lot of hearts and we talk a lot about love, whether it's romantic love or friendship love, or I love doing little cute, hearty, sweet things for my kids. I just have a lot of fun with it, but have it be something where we can actually really intentionally move in to loving ourselves to a greater capacity, even when we're so unkind to ourselves loving ourselves then too. Instead of adding more judgment and condemnation to when we are hard on ourselves, to just bringing more love, more kindness, more compassion. Okay, well, I think I could probably kind of keep talking about this forever. So I'm going to wrap this up. And again, I invite you to take on this small practice. Put a reminder, say, hey, Siri, remind me at eight o'clock tonight, to write down five things I love about myself. Do it now. Hey, Siri, do it. Okay. Or, um, or maybe I could say, Hey, Alexa. And then your Alexa will like go off. Has that ever happened to you? It's actually very funny. Hey, Alexa, remind me at eight o'clock to write down 
five things I love about myself. All right. If any of you actually had that work, that'd be so funny, but it probably didn't. Let's wrap up. And next next week, I have a really amazing interview with Jessica Pate, the founder of We Are Brave Together. I can't wait to see you guys next week. Oh, hey there, moms. Before we totally wrap up this episode, I wanted to wrap up letting you know about an offer that I have going on right now. I know that each of you are coming with totally unique circumstances. For some of you, it's managing the unending physical and and managing the medical needs of your child. And for others of you, it's managing the behavioral challenge, uh, especially magnified by distance learning right now. I know that this can leave you feeling so alone and stuck, gosh, and so frustrated and even hopeless. I know some of you that I talk to are really starting to deal with some resentment because it feels like the challenges that your child are bringing you feel like it's kind of in conflict with you actually having a life that you love. And I know it can feel impossible to actually find peace and enjoyment in your life with all of these challenges. I know in my early years, this is how it felt for me as a special needs mom. And for this reason, I actually have created a special offer for my podcast listeners. It's the path to peace process that I have a one-on-one consultation where I walk you through this process and really just get a chance to teach you some of the concepts that will open your eyes to the possibility that is in your own life. I know that if I had this available to me in my earlier years, that I would be running and not walking to sign up. All you need to do to sign up is to go to the show notes of this episode. There'll be a link and you'll just send me a quick note and we'll find a time to meet together. I can't wait to hear from you. One more thing before we officially, officially wrap up this show. Sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts, I have the experience of wanting more. I'm listening at the very end thinking, I sure wish that episode didn't end. I invite you, if you feel in any way the same way, I invite you to the Special Needs Mom podcast community, which is a free group that I host on Facebook, where we as a community of fellow moms who listen to this podcast and are experiencing life in similar shoes, get to talk to one another, get to share stories, get to actually interact. I hope you'll consider joining. See you over there.